We know more than we ever have about what it takes for optimal learning, and we're putting it into practice for children across Los Altos School District. I'm Sandra McGonigal, the Superintendent of Schools. And I'm Greg Drummond, Director of Teaching and Learning. Welcome to the LASD Experience. All right, good morning, folks. We are really excited. Gregory is here as usual. Hello, all. And we're thrilled this is probably our second ever episode when we have a special guest with us. So we are thrilled to have uh, Miss Claire Crane. Crane. Claire recently got married and I forgot her last name. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's totally okay. I'm still getting used to it myself. Yes. Claire Crane is here with us today. Claire has spent many years in LASD. She was one of our lead school psychologists and recently became our new coordinator of student services at the district office. So Claire is um, a great resource for families and for students and for staff in LASD. Welcome, Claire. Thank you so much. I feel so honored to be here. Yeah, Yeah, it's going to be fun. And we want to start today's uh, podcast with a little disclaimer to folks. So we're doing a social media podcast, and we think that this is going to be a great resource for families, but want to just put a disclaimer out there that we're going to talk about some sensitive subjects. Uh, So you may or may not really probably don't want to have your kids in the car with you and want you to know that we might be talking about eating disorders, we might be talking about um, suicide, child pornography. These are deep, scary topics, sensitive topics. So we want everybody to be aware of that. Um, But let's dive in because our podcast is called The The LSD LSD Experience. Experience. So Greg, talk to us about how social media might connect to the LASD experience for kids in our district. Sure. I mean, I think it's really easy to think about uh, social media being something that happens outside of school. Yeah. And for many students, it is. I mean, for most students, it happens outside of our school day. However, what happens on the outside of the school day has a big impact on what happens on the inside of the school day. For sure. So when we come to school and creating environments filled with safety and belonging, uh, it's hard to feel like you're safe and you belong if you're caught up in all Some kinds of mischief of in yep. uh, social media the night before. Yes. Um, and similarly, um, there are skills around using social media that are so critical for kids to learn um, that really get caught up into our development of skills, mindsets, and habits Great. portion and of our wheel. Yeah, and I think we'll talk about those pieces yeah. today too. So, uh, Claire... Let's talk about, do you want to give a little intro about what the topic is? Sure, absolutely. So this is one of my most favorite topics to talk about, social media. Um, And the reason is because it's always changing. So I'm constantly learning new things, and it's kind of like a giant puzzle that I'm working on where new pieces are constantly getting added, which changes the overall outlook of the puzzle. Um, What I want to say about social media is that it is here to stay. It it absolutely is. Yes. It is not going anywhere, and it is probably very different than the experience that we all had growing up. Um, By the way, I had no social media (laughs) growing up. It wasn't a thing. Yeah, none. I got introduced to social media when I was in college. Um, But, you know, today our youth are exposed to social media at very young ages. So it's very different than um, what we grew up with. And the last thing that I want to say is 
we are absolutely not the experts in this topic. 100% the youth are. Um, They are so skilled in all things social media and so intelligent. So it's so critical that we involve them in this conversation. If you're a parent, talk to your kids about it, learn from them. Um, But really a lot of the information that we have and the latest research that we have comes from the youth directly. So social media is a hot topic. It absolutely, like Greg said, it absolutely impacts us in schools because a lot of things happen outside of the school that get brought into school. Um, And it's just a really large part of our our children's social networks right now. It's how kids are connecting and interacting. Yeah, they are the digital natives that we, none of us at this table are. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I think overall, what I want to share with our families is just um, the importance of educating ourselves on the benefits, positives and negatives of social media, what we can do, how we can keep our kids safe, and um, just how to how to really educate our students moving forward. Absolutely. So let's get started with kind of a big picture the benefits and the harms of social media, what's the research telling us? Sure. And, you know, there are, social media is not all a bad thing. Like like in everything, moderation is key, sure. right? Um, so there are some benefits to it. And one of the uh, most useful reports is the U.S. Surgeon General actually just released an advisory report this year in 2023. And it's about social media and the youth mental health. It's really easily accessible online. If you have the ability to access it, I would highly recommend giving it a read. Um But in that report, they estimate that 95% of our youth, ages 12 to 17, are using social media. So majority of our kids are using it. That's not surprising, really. Yeah. Well, further, what was kind of interesting was even though a lot of these social media platforms, the minimum age is 13, um, our kids get around that. Um, Mm -hmm. And nearly 40% of children ages 8 to 12 are using social media. So those are our kids here in LASD. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, And the the key takeaways from that report were that social media can absolutely have both positive and negative effects on youth mental health. However, there's really not sufficient data yet to determine the long-term effects for our youth. Um, It's so new. We're very much in it right now that we don't know what the long-term effects are. Um, And there's so many other things that we can spend our time discussing today, like brain development, the impacts on social or sorry, emotional regulation skills, social skills. But that's another topic for a much, much longer uh, podcast. Absolutely. So what might be some of the benefits, Claire? Yeah, positives would be um, positive communication and connection with others um, who share identities or abilities or interests. It can be a safe place for self-expression. It can be a place to form and maintain maintain some safe friendships. Um, one of the most positive research outcomes that we're seeing from these studies are for youth from minority groups or underrepresented populations um, because they feel that they can connect with peers who are similar to them. Mm -hmm. Um, Another promising outcome comes from connecting other youth to mental health care and interventions. So oftentimes students will express some sort of struggle that they're going through. A friend or a peer might see it and then reach out to an adult to connect them to care. Which is so great. Yeah, very, very uh, positive outcome of that. Um, So those are some of the benefits. And then we get into what I think many 
parents worry about are kind of the harmful impacts. Sure. And it's stuff that we all anecdotally know, but what the nice thing about this is there's research to confirm this Mm -hmm. as well, Um, which is an increased risk of depression and anxiety. And this is specifically for youth. We're not talking about adults here. This is with youth, Um, particularly for adolescent girls and those who already are experiencing mental health struggles. Um, Common Sense Media, which is a wonderful resource. I highly recommend you check it out. They actually just released a report where they interviewed 1,300 girls ages 11 to 15, and they asked them about social media and mental health. And the results are pretty interesting. I'm still perusing through the 57-page report, but the results are really interesting in that the girls reported themselves that they said their lives are worse than better because of social media. They reported feeling addicted to the platform, which I think about ages 11 to 15, that concept of addiction and feeling yeah. like you need it is such a big topic That's for so that scary. age. Yep. That's alarming. Um, there's, you know, exposure to harmful content, especially related to eating disorders and suicide. Um, and this one was alarming for me, but unwanted contact by strangers. I think about 12 and 13 year old girls who are being contacted by people who don't have the best intentions and then don't yet have the brain development to be able to reason or know that this is not a safe thing to do and just the harm that can come from them. Mm, Yeah. So pretty alarming. That's another great report that I would, uh, consider checking out. Um, other potential harmful effects, things like poor sleep. A lot of our social media use with our social media use with our youth is happening uh, after hours when students should be sleeping. Um, can have low self-esteem, exposure to explicit content that we talked about, and then it just makes our youth more vulnerable to being harassed or bullied. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll probably talk about what parents can do to support some of those mm-hmm. harms you mm-hmm. know I think about the sleeping at night and like where is that phone living or where is that device living so I know we'll get into that yeah our, mi- our minds uh, definitely go to safety now right um, yeah. how do we get some of those positive um, aspects of this and avoid the harmful yeah and this you know safety is such an interesting thing because it's not something that our youth definitely think about because that's just not one of their priorities right now they're They're thinking invincible totally and they're thinking about living their best lives and posting their content online which is most of the time harmful or harmless um but you know we have in Los Altos, we've partnered with the Los Altos Police Department and um, Captain Katie Krause and I have gone around um, and tried to educate our youth and our parent community on this topic of safety and social media. Yeah, your road show is one of my faves. Yeah, it I is definitely it. it is definitely a, yeah. a fun one. Um, and she does a much better job than I do at articulating the legal concern. And frankly, she scares the students in a very healthy and appropriate way um, to help them understand what the uh, impacts of their digital fingerprint are because that's also something that our youth just aren't aware of of these things live on for a very long time Mm -hmm. online yep Um, So for parents in particular, I think one thing to be aware of from a safety perspective perspective in terms of educating our kids are things like disabling location services on your apps. Mm -hmm. It's not something that I think about, but almost every app now has a location service aspect of it. So disabling that, get rid of that. It's super creepy. I remember when my kids got onto Snapchat Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, as a parent, I always made sure I had access to their phone and were friends on their different apps of which they had to teach me how to use Snapchat because it was super bizarro. But I remember pressing a little button and there's the map of 
where the world is. Yes. and all their little icons and you could drill exactly down. Yes. And one of my boys had a friend who would like just text him and say, oh, I see you're at the mall mm. right now. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, that's a little that creepy. So yes, yes, he turned off his location services. Yeah. And it's not, oftentimes people are aware of that until they have it's that like encounter. Default, right? Yes, that it you is. You have to go in and yes. actively Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Scary stuff. It is very scary. Um, another thing is educating our children about never sharing personal or, or identifying information online. Don't give away addresses, names, your, even your school name, yep. things like that. Um, and these are things that, you know, we need to be aware of on our, our social media apps like Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, you just talked about. But things like online gaming, too, which is kind of a... Um, a really popular one with our kids. There's often a chat feature there. And so um, being aware of um, the chat feature on that. And then also if there's a video function, what kind of identifying information is in the background of your video? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So just things to look out for as parents. Um, And then from the student aspect, things to be aware of in terms of safety come from being aware of who you are chatting with. I think we... Um, as youth want to believe that if I'm a 12-year-old male, I'm talking to a 12-year-old male on the other end. And that is just, frankly, not the case all the time. Um, And so also knowing that, you know, when we're youth, we think that all of our friendships might be permanent and we're going to be best friends forever. forever, But as adults, we know it's not always the case. Yeah. Um, So figuring out kind of what those boundaries are. Um, Our youth love to test the limits, which I think is a great thing. It creates a lot of opportunity for learning, Um, some potential regrets in life. Um, But something that our youth and parent community need to be aware of, even at a young age, is that creating and sending explicit and inappropriate sexual content to one another is a pretty big deal. Yeah, I recently learned a new term, sextortion. Okay, yes. Right? So what does and, that yes. mean? And Captain Krauss taught us this word. This means, so maybe I have a, a partner mm-hmm. or someone and I send a picture of myself to mm-hmm. this person that I think is a very um, trusted, safe, safe sure. person. And sometime later, that person, if our relationship has been broken in some way, that person can say, you know what, you need to send me, Venmo me $500 mm-hmm. or else I'm going to send this to all your friends and family. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, sextortion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a word I never want to have in my life. Yeah, and, sure. then, and you think about like the impact that that child has when they receive that message of feeling oh. like, oh, I have n- this is going to ruin my life. Oh, I need yeah. to find my a way to get this money. Kill me. Oh, yes, yeah. 100%. Um, yeah, and and you know, uh, Captain Krauss does a really good job of talking to the kids about this. Um, if you're in a committed relationship with your boyfriend or girlfriend or partner, and they ask you to send a picture, that's eliciting child pornography. Yeah. When you send it, that's distribution of child pornography. Yeah. Um, and then you know, oftentimes they might share it with friends or things like that. Um, and and then you have possession of child pornography. Right. And so, you know, the police aren't going around tapping into all of our kids' phones looking at content, but uh, they do get involved when things escalate. To your point, Sandra, you know, there have been cases here in Los Altos where um, it starts very innocent between two consenting minors, which is an important piece, um, but it escalates into something so much larger. So something to be aware of for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, all of those cases definitely have a pretty significant impact on mental health, unfortunately, 
in the Bay Area, there have been cases of students committing suicide due to being in these these very similar positions of feeling like their lives are over, feeling like they can't get any of that content back. And it's just, it's it's truly, truly devastating. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Awful, awful. So what are some things we should do, Claire, parents, educators? Yeah, it feels like a heavy, <laughs> heavy <laughs> ask, right? Oh. Um, I'm going to try to make it... Uh, easy here. So I feel like as parents and educators, this is really a call to action for us. Um, We cannot sit back and assume that our children know how to safely navigate social media. That's just us being really naive. Um, Similar to, you know, teaching reading skills or math skills that need to be explicitly taught. We also need to explicitly teach appropriate use of technology and social media. So some of the recommendations that are coming from myself, our group of LASD school psychologists, our partnership with Stanford Psychiatry, and our partnership with Los Altos Police Department, I have four quick and easy things that you can do as a parent. Mm, Great. I love it. Number one, check your children's accounts. Check all of them. Uh, As a parent, you absolutely have the right to be able to go into their accounts, look at their messages, look at everything. Um, You know, nothing should be off limits. I thought about it. You know, when when students are learning to drive, there's an adult in the car to ensure safety, to ensure that they're following the rules properly with the goal of ultimately allowing them to be independent to drive. But we don't just give keys to a car to a youth and say, here you go, have at it. Yeah. Yeah. There's some monitoring that needs to happen, right? And so the same thing should be applied to social media. And some trust that gets built. Absolutely. Yeah. And and that's that's a good point. Like it shouldn't you don't have to I'm not saying monitor your child's social media accounts until they're in college, right? right? But as your child is demonstrating um, independence and responsibility, you can gradually release that control. Yep. Number two, uh, create a safe space between yourself and your child. So we really want our children to be able to come to talk to us in a judgment-free zone. Keep those lines of communication open. Our youth reach out to one another. So that's the biggest way in which they connect is by sharing with their friends. But we also want to create that space with adults, trusted adults and parents as well. So try the best you can to keep those lines of communication open. Number three, this is one of my favorite ones. Consider a contract with your child. Mm, Yeah. So, you know... As adults, we make really big decisions and we have a contract that we have to sign with a job, a house, Mm -hmm. and there are terms and limits to those contracts, right? (laughs) And if we break those terms, there are consequences. Yeah, I love that idea. Yeah, and so why not introduce that concept in a developmentally appropriate way to our children, right? I'm trusting you with this phone. I'm trusting you with this social media app. Here are the terms that I want to see happen. And if these terms are broken, the phone's mine. The mm. app's gone. Something like that. Yeah. At the last um, parent event that was held over at Block, the digital well-being, well-being yep. event, one of the things that I regretted now that as my kids are much older was not having a contract. Yeah. And one of the um, suggestions that came from that session was uh, kind of a, a, around balance. Mm. Like, sure, you can have your phone and you can have your social media and be responsibly using it as long as you are uh, getting your daily exercise yep. in mm-hmm. or making sure that your homework mm-hmm. is done before X. Like, that was not on my radar. Yeah. And that's my regret. <laughs> yeah. No, but that's such a good point, too, because, you know, social media in itself, like we said at the beginning, is not a bad thing if right. it's in moderation. And if our children are getting things like eating healthily, yes. sleeping the proper amount, getting their homework done, then the introduction of social media is not that's a bad right. thing. Absolutely. Right. Set limits on it. Yep. 
Um, and then finally, and this might be the hardest pill for us to swallow as adults, sure. but mm-hmm. it's going to be to model good behavior. So truthfully, and we all know this, our kids are watching us. They're watching us when we're driving our cars, when we're eating dinner at night, yep. when there's downtime. Um, so, and I know we're all busy and, and, you know, we have busy lives, but really modeling that good behavior is going to be one of the best things for our kids to see. Um, Simon Sinek does a great, he has a great video on YouTube around um, just adults modeling that behavior for our, our kids and what we're showing them. And so I highly recommend you checking that out. Mm, I love that. So I think of things like not having my phone at the dinner table Mm. when it's Mm -hmm. dinner time, right? Because Mm -hmm. there have been times where it's happened, let's be honest, Um, making sure that as a whole family, our phones are put away somewhere at nighttime and maybe not just our phones, but our devices, because we also know that kids can access their social media accounts on their iPads, on their Chromebooks, whatever they might have. Um, so all of those places yeah. are important to be monitoring at nighttime. Yeah. And, you know, Katie Krause does a really good job of uh, she brings in her own experience. She's raising two children right now who yeah. are um, in their early teens. And um, she has really strict rules. You know, the phones get charged in her room at night. They're not in the in the children's bedroom. And she has a really strict rule. And I think this should be applied to all of our students is no devices in the bedroom with the closed door. Mm-hmm. If you're going to take a device into the bedroom, doors open. Yeah. Even with gaming, I absolutely she talked about that, so she could be listening to the chats. That yeah, were happening or... yeah, and it's not, and like it's not because we don't trust our kids. It's really not. It's just because we have to be very mindful of how we teach these skills to our kids. Yeah. Um, and so I think it starts with having conversations with our students, um, just being really transparent and open, and keeping those lines of communication open. Yep. Mm. Let's talk. Briefly, as we end here, what are we doing? So we know Mm -hmm. certainly that much of social media happens outside of the school day. Mm -hmm. So we need parents to be partnering with us Mm -hmm. and making sure that they're monitoring. But what are we doing? Because we are doing some things. Sure. I would say um, in the schools, we definitely have a, a reactive approach. If there are things that happen, you know, definitely alert your school officials. We can help navigate some of the social challenges that are happening on social media. But proactively, um, you know, we have our digital citizenship lessons mm-hmm. that are taught starting in TK. TK. Yep. Yeah. And so every, cl- and you can probably speak to this better. Sure. But and even, well, even if they aren't specifically about social media, they're about being safe online yes. and making good choices. Privacy, mm-hmm. all of those things. Don't yeah. share your password, your digital footprint. Yep. Yes, we have lessons that start in TK that are developmentally appropriate. Yeah. And then what's happening at the junior high, Claire? Because we know that's when social media, kind of six, seven, eight. Yep, yep. Really so uh, Captain Krause and I go around and we do a little road show with our junior high students. We um, were able to do it all of Egan last year. Um, and then we have plans to do it at Block and Egan this year, um, where we are educating the students on this topic. We actually talk a lot about very similar things that I talked about today in a kid-friendly way. Um, but I think, like I said, Katie does a really good job of just bringing awareness to our youth of their impacts. Because like I said, they're very in the moment, um, very impulsive. Their prefrontal cortexes are not fully developed, so it makes total sense why they would, you know, be impulsive. But it's really trying to educate them um, on the long-term effects. So we go around, we talk to every student, every class in health class, and educate them. Um, And then we also have gone around to all the schools to do a parent friendly night, um, well, coffee with the principal. We've gone around to educate parents on on similar topics as well. It's fantastic. Well, I want to thank you for all your work and thank 
uh, Captain Katie Krause yes. with the Los Altos Police Department because she's been an incredible Phenomenal. partner with us. Yeah, We've got our team over at Block and Jen Walker kind of leading the charge. Yeah. Um, so thank you for all the great work. Any final thoughts? Thanks for joining us today, of Claire. Course. It's been so informative and yeah. helpful to hear. Of course. No problem. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks, everyone.